0: Welcome to Soul Wisdom Transitions, the podcast that explores the spiritual and emotional transitions that shape our lives. I'm your host, Terry, and in each episode, we'll be diving deep into the stories, insights, and messages we have all received over the course of our lives. I call these messages PTS, post-traumatic stories. During each episode, we will explore how to identify our stories, when and how they started, and, most importantly, how to change our reaction to our triggers into a response that will enable us to experience the outcome we desire. From navigating grief and loss to exploring new paths of self-discovery and growth, Soul Wisdom Transitions is your guide to overcoming life's challenges and triggers with grace, resilience, and authenticity. So sit back Relax and join us on this journey of discovery and transformation. Welcome, seekers of truth and wisdom, to Soul Wisdom Transitions, where we embrace the magical dance between the mind, body, and spirit. This sacred place is dedicated to guiding you on a soulful journey of self discovery, personal growth, and spiritual awakening. Get ready to harness the power within us all as we embark on a transformational odyssey towards a more enlightened, fulfilling existence. Open your hearts and minds for the wisdom of the soul awaits. Let the transition begin. Welcome back to another episode of Soul Wisdom Transitions, where we explore the various stages of personal transformation and spiritual growth. I'm your host, Terry, and today we have a very special guest joining us. Please welcome Alexandra Falticeni. Alexandra is an intuitive healer and has been practicing energy healing for the last 16 years. She is very grateful to have the gifts of clairaudience, which is clear hearing, sentience, which is clear sensing or feeling, and claircognizance, which is clear knowing, and channeling transmissions of divine energy, divine healing energy. Her path to this work came from a very traumatic childhood upbringing that stemmed from deep family issues and abuse. In 2004, Alexandra saw her first energy healer in London. It was the most deeply moving experience she had ever had, and she felt the raw pain that she had been holding onto for so long finally start to physically move. It is then that Alexandra began her journey of learning all about energy healing and seeing energy healers for our own self-healing. She has awakened into being a transformational healer that helps others work through the garbage of their shadow self. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Alexandra.
1: Great. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm excited. I'm excited to be here and I'm excited to be with your listeners
0: today. I just want to point out as we're going through our, our episode today, if by chance you get any sort of download channeling, I am more than excited to share that with our listeners and myself. (laughs) So um, I saw on your website, which is fabulous, and for those of you listening, all of the contact information to reach Alexandra after our episode will be listed in the show notes, so you'll be able to get a hold of her. And I certainly recommend you do so, and you'll know why as we go through our episode. So, on your website, you have the statement like the tree of life, the transformation begins with a seed. Then, with beautiful light that brings love and nourishment, it soon sprouts arms of strength and a crown that reaches towards the universe for wisdom and expansion. Its roots anchor into Mother Earth to connect with her source power receiving the nourishment it needs to grow and transform the heart of the tree pulsates with beauty, strength and connection bringing wholeness to the whole foundation can you share with us how this tree of life analogy connects us to our soul wisdom yeah so you know i came out with
1: the analogies because as we come onto this planet right as we come and are born onto this planet we're born with this lesson and with this lesson comes our soul wisdom and it's really understanding how the our lessons right how does that shadow how do those lessons connect to our soul wisdom and how does it get to us our soul wisdom and it is about being that tree of life right we all have the roots that kind of anchor us into our strength but they also anchor us into our weaknesses into that shadow and it's really working with that shadow side of ourselves and really understanding you know what is the lesson we chose to come into this lifetime what is the lesson that we, you know, in many lifetimes have experienced over and over and over again, and wanted to come onto this world and say, okay, how do we close this lesson? How do we face this lesson so that ways we can, once we leave, we leave with a soul wisdom. We leave with having the, that that anchorage into the universe, so that ways as we go into the next one, we're starting with that soul wisdom and not with the lessons that we we take on. And I came out with the whole root system because I felt that. When someone goes through trauma, when someone has a very deep story, that deep story gets very rooted, right? It begins with one story, and then over our span of a lifetime, it, those roots start to expand and they start to come into multiple stories. And it takes multiple avenues of healing for you to really be able to go through your lessons to get to that soul wisdom you know it takes your therapists it takes your energy healers it takes all of your your body practitioners it you know it takes doctors it takes mental practitioners it takes a whole village to help people be able to to find their soul wisdom and to really work through those lessons that are keeping them stuck that out, that is is keeping them from that inspiration to get to their soul wisdom right it there it takes a lot of inner learning it takes a lot of inner work to work through your baggage. So that way that, that final soul wisdom, that final soul clarity can come in and say, oh my gosh, now I know. I know what my soul purpose is. I know what I'm supposed to do. I know this is not in my highest and best. This is not a place I need to be, right? That's soul wisdom. When we have that clarity and that awareness and that aha that can finally come in and we, we recognize that connection to that wisdom, that's when everything can change in such a dramatic and beautiful way.
0: Yeah, exactly. And what I have found working with my own clients, what I do is I call it PTS, which is post-traumatic stories. And I help you unravel those stories. And when did it start? And the fact that you have just opened my own thought process to, it might not have started in this lifetime. It might be a lesson that we're bringing with us. And, you know, even going through my own unraveling of stories, there are still times when, because of my own awareness, I know what my trigger is. I still get triggered. And I freak, you know, I will say, really, spirit, really? This again? I have to do this again? Didn't I go through this already?
1: Well, and I think we go through that our whole life, right? Our story, whatever our story is, is with us. i you know especially when I do this work with clients, I let them know this is not a one and done lifetime. Your story is your story. It stays with you. When when you're born with it, you die with it, right? But it just depends that when you go in transition, do you close as many of those lessons of many of those stories that you can? So that way in the next lifetime, it's not as severe. And eventually you're gonna repeat and go through these lifetimes. And then eventually that lesson will be gone and it will be a new lesson that you're taking on in that lifetime, and hopefully a better one, right? We know right. we always <laughs> hope we're going to start over and be an Egyptian queen and we can actually not do anything, relax and, break and breathe and be spoiled. And, you know, there's nothing wrong with having that vision, especially if you're in a your lifetime where you're working, working and working and sacrificing yourself. And, you know, I had a client that struggled with, she was a workaholic. She struggled. She was great about putting boundaries with so many things, but she was so bad at putting boundaries about, choosing herself and not working so hard. She had such a difficulty closing that lesson. And then we finally did the work and we realized like it was a past life connection. It was a connection in her past life that she sacrificed for the many. I mean, that's, she was like, I even remember seeing her sitting at a desk, at an Egyptian desk. She was writing, I remember channeling and seeing her actually write. She was writing a script. Like she had all these war military people around her and she's sitting there and writing But that was her, that was the lesson that she took. That was the karmic lesson she was living at the time. And so it was so hard for her, even that lifetime, that was not something she did. And so she took that on in this lifetime, which is why she had such a hard time letting go of that trigger. So like you said, it is, it's, you know, the key is, is identifying the story, you know, going back to the source, you know, most that's where I think most people still struggle with is they don't go back to the source. You have to go all the way to the source to see is it in this lifetime? If it is in this lifetime, most likely it's an inner child thing. It's identifying, okay, when did that little girl, little boy experience the beginning of that story?
0: Like, oh my God, I was six and my mother said this. Exactly.
1: And every time we go to that source and we go to the host, our host is the person that does those stories to us. It's just integration, right? We integrate behaviors and then our brain automatically assumes, oh, well, that must be a story because it's happening. So it must be normal. My parents arguing must be normal. That's what most people must do. And so you immediately develop this story about, well, that is my truth. And then that truth all of a sudden starts rooting out in other stories. And that's what kind of takes us into our adult life. And that's why we feel we have all these things that we're juggling as stories and lessons that we're trying to close. So, you know, it does take that work of source work. And and sometimes it is a past life thing in contract, right? I do a lot of contract closing and with working with clients. You, you don't think to go there or who thinks to be like, well, in a past life, I was this. But it totally makes sense because when the worst part of your triggers that don't ever go away, that's something to think about. I'd be like, okay, if I've done the work and it's still here, where is it? It's got to be another past lifetime.
0: Exactly. It's just so amazing that as the energy is shifting into the divine feminine, finally. There are more and more women who are saying, I need to explore elsewhere. It's not just chiropractic, which is fabulous, but there's a deeper and let's let's go back. Let's go back. And why not past life?
1: Yeah, there's this massive divine feminine wave we on for the next three years. And it, women are actually You know, these massive endings are are occurring where they're so dramatic for some people that these endings are so dramatic. I was just talking to someone today where her ending was ending a relationship with a family member and it's tough and, but it's needed, right? It's those type of endings are needed because, you know, we're realizing these, all of us women are waking up to these places of areas that are no longer congruent, with the way where our mindset sits, with the way our desire, a soul, right? When you talk about soul wisdom, that soul wisdom is telling us there is incongruence in our life. And we're starting to wake up to that and realize it is there. And we're making these dramatic endings, whether it's through separations. And some of it is transitions, Some of it is ending family situations. Someone is leaving partnerships. Some is completely ending corporate jobs and walking away. And having absolutely no idea where you go, that was me, right? I mean, I literally in March, my corporate job ended and I was like, okay, this is it. We're doing it. And I didn't have my ducks in a row. You know, the universe is like done. You're done. No more choice. This is happening. But it is. this is all these beautiful beings are being called into this place because there's so much healing work to do. And there's so much, you know, there is going to be a level of intensities in the next couple of years. And so people are being called to step up into these roles of healing, of practitioners, of uh, establishment. And it's, you know, some of it is right. Some of people are ready for it and some are not. And it's just like universe is like we're done.
0: Yeah, exactly. Which is, uh, you know, a very important reason why I started this podcast. It's I'm called to help spread the message, those of myself and yourself. And, you know, let's let's do what we can because we are. For those of us who are connected to our soul wisdom, it's, you got to watch out for those literal whack upside the head. Yes. (laughs) And, you know, and I've been there and uh, you've been there. And so your work focuses on helping individuals embrace the transformative power of reconnecting with the divine and leading them towards self-understanding and forgiveness. Your work includes moving past old patterns and triggers, cleansing your energy and chakras, I do need to book an appointment with you, by the way, healing your mind, body and energy systems, resolving family issues to bring things into positive alignment. And don't we all need that around the holidays, clearing any self-confidence or self-abuse issues, that's issues so that you can stand in your power and helping you set boundaries and clearing any blocks so that you can speak up and out. Can you share with us a little bit about how you got started on this energetic path?
1: Yes. Yeah, so I was abused as a child for a long time, physically, emotionally, sexually. And I, my sister was living in the UK at the time. And I remember her telling me it was time. I was in my 20s. My life was a mess. I was a workaholic. I was working a crazy amount of hours. I was working two jobs, actually, to try to survive And she actually made me go see a therapist. And my first therapist was an energy healer in the UK. The woman was amazing. I mean, honestly, I remember sitting in there not wanting even to be in that office because I thought this, you know, back then I thought that lady was a quack job. I'm like, this lady's woo. -woo. I do not relate to this. I literally sat there and I never said a word. The connections that she was able to bring, despite my silence. I mean, she was able to bring memories, like specific memories of like my father doing something to my brother, for example. And it was so specific. And I had never even said anything about the memory. So I was, that's when she got me, is when she yeah. started pulling things out that nobody knew. And then the actual work on me was painful because the I actually felt it was like razor blades in my stomach. It felt actually quite painful removing that uh, physical abuse out of my stomach. That's when I said, okay, there's something to this because there's no way I could feel that level of pain for someone that was not even touching me. And I mean, our hands were over me. And so I came back and I started studying it and studying it and studying it. And then I started working on people. And it was the moment I stepped into the space, the angels were like, oh, okay, we have a new person that's stepping into this role. Well, let's see what she can handle. And that's when the channeling started happening. And I started telling people, like, I'm hearing this and people are like, where is that coming from? And I'm like, I don't know. I just feel like I have to tell you. <laughs> It was an automatic down. Back then I didn't understand it was channeling. And then I think it was literally in the last like, gosh, eight years that I really took an intuition course and I stepped out of the intuition course and then I started channeling like crazy. And it's really been on that trajectory ever since. And, And really it's been trusting, right? Like people ask me, is it Reiki, what you do? You know, I do my own energy thing. I'm able to literally look at a body, see exactly what they're holding on to. What is the story? Where it came from? I'm channeling the entire time, their little girl, their little boy, they're able to kind of tell me what's going on. And so I, out of pure blind faith, I've stepped into this space and just allowed all of the guides and angels to tell me what's going on with someone. And so my work is so deep in the regard that, and this is what I experienced, right? The work is so deep in the regard that I go back through that pain. I go back through that trauma. We sit with it. We allow that little girl to to have her space. So that way she can sit and be able to actually have the voice. She couldn't have the voice back then and the voice of what happened and the voice, what she experienced. And and to remind her that despite her circumstances, despite her past, she is not her past. She is not that experience. And so it's really doing the work to be able to work through that old trauma, sit with that pain and then take our power back. So that we never allow a situation like that to happen to ourselves again, right? We put those boundaries down to have that voice, to have that power and recognize when something unhealthy comes in our life. And that's kind of the inner work I've done on myself and I've done for my clients. That's why I think the shadow work is so powerful. Um, and shadow work is what you're doing as well, just in a different regard is what you call it. But it is that. It is going to that little, that little person and saying, okay, what are they not seeing? Was it not safe to speak? Were they not enough? Were they shamed? Were they told it's safe to be seen, but not heard? It's identifying all those experiences that that little person experienced that made them question their own ability, question their own worth. And by going that deep, and, you know, I always tell clients, I rip the guts out because I'm going to that garbage that was put there. That was not even your story, right? It was not even your stuff. We pick up our parents' own insecurities their own stories and it becomes ours and we assume it's us we assume it's our story we assume that because our parents existed like that well that's just how we exist and that's not our truth that's not our truth it's it does take sometimes a lifetime to realize we've been living these stories that were never even ours to begin with and all of these lessons and the moment we realize that and we kind of start over with this blank slate and we say who am I you know I do this exercise with a lot of people and Love your listeners, especially for anybody that's connected to this. If you have no idea who you are and you realize that these stories you've been living is because of the circumstances you've been in, then start over like a blank slate. Do this exercise of really starting to test. Is this me or is this not me? Do I like this or do I not like this? And I have people test it with clothes and food and everything, right? Everything they put their hands on, they do this test. And it's amazing what you learn, you begin to learn, Just what truly is yours and you actually are connected to and what you're not. Even food. I've had people come to me and be like, oh my God, I hate broccoli. I never realized how much I hate broccoli because I've made them sit there and connect to the food and really asking them, is this me? Do I love this or do I not? And letting that intuition, right? That side of you to come out and be like, no, this is not your thing. It's not your connection. And then I've had people tell me they hate camping. They hated camping and they always went because that was just what they did. But they finally told their husband, I don't like camping. Why are we here? I want to go in a cozy place. And, you know, and it, it shifted the relationship in a way that it was like it was two people that could never find that connection, but all of a sudden found the connection and they found something new to do together. And so it's amazing that little exercise. I don't think people ever really take the time to figure out who they really are. We're just automatically ingrained in who we've been told to be. And that's what we flow with versus really stopping and letting ourselves identify who the heck are we? What do we love? What do we don't love? What was it? What is our level of acceptance and what's not our level of acceptance and really sitting with that?
0: Yeah, exactly. And that's what I'm advocating here is is we need to take the time and it it doesn't take a lot of time, but take the time to reconnect with your soul wisdom, with the divine, with the feminine energy, with source, with God, with a goddess, you know, whatever name you want to give it. But we have that as we're born into this world. And then we immediately lose it as we're growing up because I have this great story that I I heard years ago that a new mother, she had a a young boy, and then she had just had the new baby. And the little boy wanted to be, you know, I need to talk to the baby, I need to talk to the baby. And mom and dad were just a little bit concerned about why he was so intent on needing to talk to the baby. And he had to talk to the baby alone. And they were not going to let that happen because they weren't sure what was going on. But one day, mom is in the kitchen doing something. She had the baby monitor on, and she hears her son, obviously in the baby's room. And he says, Baby, baby, tell me what it's like. I'm starting to forget. So, you know, we know and we lose that. And what I want to do and in my intent for this show and for bringing the wisdom of people like yourself, is let's reconnect. Let's help women and men. Let's help people reconnect as young as we can get them so that you don't connect. You don't have to wait until you're 66, like me, to realize all of this. Now, I've known it for a while, but it's only now that I've more embraced helping to get the message out, which is why I mentioned that if you get any divine messages, let me know.
1: (laughs) Well, the one that just came through actually was, I'm hearing that someone's been pushing really hard, right? And I heard there's nothing to prove. Stop pushing yourself so hard as if there's something to prove because there's nothing to prove. So whoever out there is in this place of that pushing to be validated and seen versus remembering there is really nothing to prove, except to yourself right is to only provide your own self worth and validity so that's kind of what i heard as you as i was talking to you is there's nothing to prove and even as kids and i think this is where we lose that right as kids there's nothing to prove we sit in this place of pure authenticity and with it with our gifts and with no boundaries and pure blind faith and trust and we see and we hear there's so many kids that see things right and i think it scares parents so parents shut that side of their kids down versus embracing it, let letting that come out and embracing it, and, but keeping them in a safe place where they can be able to use that in a safe way versus shutting it down completely and not letting them right. out of fear. But it is, like you said, it is going back to that little girl, little boy and sitting with them, giving them the power and the voice and the place so that that power can finally come out because they want, they want to show it. They want to bring it out, but out of protection and safety. For us, they don't, right? And so we sit with this shadow sometimes because it's safer.
0: Right, right. And growing up is, uh, I don't know if they still use this term, but they used to call it indigo children. And, you know, instead of shutting it down and, you know, there's something wrong with my kid or, or, you know, just like, how about we give them the safe space to explore that And it's like, oh, okay. It looks like you're hearing something from the dog. What is the dog selling? You know, animal communication. I do animal communication. It's not everybody can. And it's just let's embrace it and let's keep them safe, but allow them to explore. I mean, there's nothing wrong.
1: Well, and that's where we see, right? I knew I wanted to be a psychologist, honestly. I knew I I wanted to be a psychologist, I think, when I was a little kid. I just walked around people and telling my parents, I like helping people. I just felt good to help people. It felt good. It made me feel so good that when people smiled and they were having a good time, which is so ironic in my environment because it was so abusive. But even as abusive as it was, I was this happy-go-lucky kid. I always was the happy kid. And I stopped crying. I stopped speaking because to me, it wasn't safe. And so the less I spoke, the less I cried, the less I would be seen and the less the abuse would happen. But even despite that, I was still always sparkly. I was, I was still always this really positive kid and always looked forward to the future, right? It's going to be different one day. It's going to be different one day. And I remember telling my father, who was a physician, I wanted to be a psychologist. I just knew I wanted to help people. I knew from the, I didn't know I had gifts back then. I may have, right? It was that my gifts, all my channeling, ironically, runs on my mother's side. My mother's were psychics and they're from Romania. So in Romania, you don't call yourself psychic. You call yourself wise woman. It's like those little women that you walked in and had the little readings from the little tables. And that's what it was like in that country. So you couldn't really call yourself a psychic, but they were all psychic. So that's where this came from, honestly, which I really realized my mother only in the last two years have told me, I wanted to tell you this, but I thought it would freak you out. And I, I never thought you would step into this work. But my mother and her mother, my great grandmother, all of them have these gifts and I'm like, well, could you have saved me 50 years? <laughs> I'm like, could you have not told me that as a child, and I would have just embraced it and stepped with it, right? It exactly. Grow? Yeah. <laughs> Hello. So, <laughs> so we're like, we all have it, right? It's the psychic in is all in in all of us. It doesn't matter whether you're 80 or you're four. It's there. It's whether you just step into that and let allow it to open and trust it and just trust it. Don't yes. question it. Trust it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So before we wrap up, is there any tip or practice or just one thing you can tell our listeners that might give them pause for thought or, you know, I'm not going to say teach us how to know whether or not we like broccoli, but just something to yeah sit with. Yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. You know, the biggest thing I tell clients And I, you know, the shadow work is the core of my work. It is where the biggest changes happen. It is where the most profound awarenesses begin to settle. It's where the seeds begin to come from. And if you've never sat with that little girl or little boy, if you've never sat with that inner child and you've brought them in there in that space and you tell them it is time for you to be seen, what did I miss? What have we missed? What has happened in the past that we never got a chance to let you have your voice for? And when you go there and you start sitting with them, right? It doesn't need to take long. It does. It's not a practice thing. You can do it by yourself. You don't need a healer. Um, healers helps um, hold that space for you and give you a place to start. But you can totally do this yourself by sitting with that inner child, bringing in that space, having a journal ready, and then asking them that question. Where in your life or at what point were you not seen, heard, loved, appreciated? And held, right? Just sit and have that conversation with them. They will tell you all of the things that happened that they, to this point, have not been able to let go of because it's, they're too afraid to come out of the dark, right? They're too afraid to turn on that candle. And so just sit with them and allow that space to come up because when it does is when those things start, right, your stories start coming through. And that's when you start realizing I am not enough. It's not safe for, for me to, to speak, I'm not powerful enough. I don't know enough, right? It's that moment of awareness that you realize what your story is. And the moment you identify what your story is, my gosh, you step into this whole new place of awareness and change. And then all of a sudden, all these things that you've wanted to happen finally come in because it's that you just opened the door to that old stuff that have never given them space for.
0: Wow, thank you. Thank you. I have a lot of work to do.
1: i've been doing inner work you know for for my entire life and i'm not done myself right my stuff is i'm not enough i'm not enough that comes up all the time like even doing these podcasts right it i'm 46 it took me 45 years to do my first podcast because it was like i'm not safe to be seen it's terrifying it's terrifying to people hear my story out loud it's one thing like my family to hear it's another thing to like broadcast it to the world right But I finally had to be like, no, that is my story. You have to honor your story and find peace with it. When you do, you know, it will be there, but it'll lead you in a different direction. So
0: yeah, exactly. And that's what happened when I wrote my book. It's called Finding True Purpose, Life Beyond the Castle. And all through the writing process, my editor was, you know, had to talk me off the ledge a few times. And it was, you know, who's going to read this? Why am I doing this? And I'm now an award-winning author and I have a host of a podcast and it just opened doors for me. So just, you know, still have my own shadow work to do, which I will be talking to you about.
1: Well, join my workshop. I'm doing a workshop in January on shadow work and manifestation. And it's going to be two sound baths where we open the space for the shadow work to come through. So it's a sound bath where we actually force the energy, force the body to open And then the second class is all about shadow work. It's connecting to that shadow and that inner child and bringing them forward. And then the latter part of the workshop is all about creating your 2024 manifestation. What do you want next year to come in? And what do we have to move? What do we have to open and move in order for you to step into this place you want to be next year? Because next year is a big money year one of the most intense years in a very long time and if anything I tell everybody that's listening it's what you do now in these next couple months and the inner work you do and the doors you open and the muck you bring out that makes you step where you need to step next year so if anything you remember in this call remember that.
0: Well that's that's fabulous Um, and I have your website open on my tablet over here so I'll be jumping off onto that as soon as we're done. And you can reach, you can get more information on Alexandra at uh, divinereconnections.com. All of her contact information and links are in the show notes. So you can go right there and click away.
1: Just and even if you want to book a call with me and you've got stuff that, you know, the biggest thing I give people is clarity, right? I'm so gifted with this channeling. It just comes in, your guides come in. they They want me to help you find that clarity you need. So if you've got something you're stuck on and you just need a little bit of oomph, To see what's going on, feel free to schedule a call.
0: That sounds great. Thank you so much, Alexandra. Awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you for the space. Yes.
0: And uh, that concludes our episode for today. So thank you for tuning in to Soul Wisdom Transitions. Remember, as you navigate through the twists and turns of life transitions, trust in the wisdom of your soul. Embrace the lessons, honor the growth, and always remain open to the guidance that comes your way. Until we reconvene for our next soul-stirring conversation, may you continue to blossom into the highest version of yourself, embrace the beauty of your journey, and always be guided by the whispers of your soul. Thank you for joining me on Soul Wisdom Transitions. I hope you found value in today's episode. If you enjoyed the content and would like to support my podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. Your feedback and suggestions are essential to my growth and improvement. If you have any questions or topics you'd like me to cover, you can reach me at terry at beginagainranch.com. Don't forget to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn to stay updated on future episodes and exclusive content. Remember, your soul wisdom is your power. Keep exploring, keep growing and keep shining your light through life's transitions until next time. This is Terry, your soul wisdom guide signing off for now. And may your journey be filled with boundless soul wisdom.